Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Free popsicles. Free popsicles. I've been driving by this sign on the highway. Have you seen this? The no, free popsicle sign at the dealership? Free popsicles. What 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 dealership? It's that Go Auto one. Go Auto. Like on 97 there? Yeah. Used to be well, on that. I'll tell you one thing. If there's snow warnings and it's below zero, I think you should be giving out free popsicles no matter what. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking though, like I keep seeing this sign and like it takes every fiber of my being to not go in and and ask for a free popsicle. I mean, it's a free popsicle. I think you should just do it. The marketing itself has just pulled me in. Like, I can't help myself. So I feel like we need, and I, I called this Kuzmank OMG, but I feel we should call this one free popsicles because you can't help but click on the show. You're like, I mean, are they giving away free pops? I got to know. I got to know. I think you should, we should go on a fact finding mission. I think it probably should happen. Yeah. And the root beer ones would be great, but I know I can't get those. I've asked, I've asked <laughs> and they're, they're tough. like not at the place though. Not at, no, no. <laughs> hey, I know they're free. Do you have these ones? What? Yeah, like I'm what? looking for a root beer popsicle. Yeah. Can you make that happen? Like, dude, we have orange and pink. Okay. I mean, that's fine. It's free, I guess. Do you want a car? No, I just want a popsicle. So favorite, uh, like, do you have a favorite freezy color? You know, like the favorite, jumbo freezies. Favorite freezy. Um, I mean, it's a toss up between blue and white. Yeah, I think I'm purple and white, but white. I think I, I at in the beginning I thought that that was like a really underrated flavor. Like you'd just be like a kid, and they were giving out popsicles, and everybody'd yeah. be clamoring for like red, yellow, purple, blue, and I'd be like, I want the white one. Yeah. Now, but now it's like as grown up, white is where it's at. So in our family growing up, like the white was, this sounds super racist, but it the white was the elite freezy. <laughs> don't, don't mind me. Don't mind me for the edgy part of the show. The The white freezy was like the one we all pined to get. The blue is there. I think blue is, I mean, red. Red's always a fan favorite. What Can't is the flavor of the, of the white one? It's like a... Is it like, is it like white Gatorade or clear Gatorade? something yeah like like prior to white gatorade existing clear Mm -hmm. uh i would like a it almost had like a not a cola taste that's the wrong word but it 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 had its own category it's almost like a taste that if you think it tastes like cola i think your taste buds are a little bit broken yeah that's you're probably right i think someone needs to let us maybe we should google this throughout the show figure out what flavor is white jumbo freezy what flavor um this is the pp1 podcast if you guys are following along in the intro video that's my favorite part because it tells you uh where we're at who we are we're on crier media 
and things are changing. Big, uh, big, big conference call yesterday. It's a good mm. time. Lots of changes going on. It's it's been a very slow burn to get where we'd like to be. Uh, obviously, with the Cryer Media thing, that is the new part, uh, formerly Dean Blundell Network. Uh, we will hopefully have a few big surprises in the coming months um, that I've been teasing, and mainly because I didn't have all the information yet. So uh, big things are coming. I do promise we're going to have more content out, even if it's this content. But you're going to see it in different ways. Maybe we'll do it upside down. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have a backtrack or something. Uh, maybe we'll be sponsored. Who knows? If you want to sponsor us, by all means, please uh, please hit me up in the DMs. Or heck, send me an email. It's out there. Um, as I said, that we're people in podcasts. We're on Facebook Live. We're on YouTube Live right now. Comment along on both of those. We are also on Twitter. We gave up on MySpace. I don't know how to work that. I, I'm still just following like Semisonic. Just keep playing those songs over <laughs> and over on their MySpace page. And I just can't get past that. So. Um, semi-sonic there you go yeah did you have that album when we were buying cds no i don't think i had the semi-sonic album but i I think it was on like one of those mix oh like, like now the, music like a now or an, i don't think it was a big shiny tunes but one of those no. types I, I mean it was i think it was on there did you have the savage garden cd the orange one uh is that the one with like chica cherry cola that's the one that's the one yeah i didn't have that one but christy had that one Okay, so you, as a family, you probably still own it. It's in a box in the basement. No, so we did like a we did a big purge on all our CDs last little while. No kidding. Got rid of almost everything. Well, it, once we didn't have an actual CD player for like eight years, we thought it was time. Mm. Um, but I did give them all to my mom, who still listens to CDs. And they're musical. Family. They're a musical family, so they probably just have like backtracks going on their new songs that they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. That's a good idea. That's a good son. What a good son you are. Well, there's no skin off my back, and they seem pretty happy with it. So. Hey, you know what? Everybody's happy. So we're going to talk about Canucks. We're going to talk about, I mean, we may bring up the Popsicles thing. I'm going to have to probably, while you're on like some kind of a long-winded rant, I'll make sure that I get the right, the right flavor for the white freezy. Wink. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you have no idea uh, about superheroes, mainly Mega Man and Astro Boy. We're talk about also not superheroes. Okay, so we're going to debate a few things tonight. Uh, and I want to talk about Nolan Ryan and how freaking amazing he was. Have you seen that uh, documentary on Netflix? I'm about halfway through it. Dude, it is. I mean, there's no surprises. We all do know how, how it ends for, for Mr. Yeah, the last Nolan pitch Ryan. he threw with like a destroyed arm was still like in the mid-90s. Yeah, he pitched, he pitched his last, his seventh no-hitter when he was 44. He and that day, and that day, he was going to go tell, I think it was Bobby Valentine, the, that he was going to retire because his back was just out of it. He was like just a mess. Ended up throwing a no hitter that same day. Life works in mysterious ways. It really does. Yeah, that's, maybe, that's one of like the epic sports records that just will never get broken. And absolutely. I mean, if, if, Let's let's stick on it for a second. Sure, sure. We were talking about this at work today. So he, when he hit five thousand strikeouts, he they interviewed him. They said, "Well, what about or what's going to happen when you hit uh, six thousand? He's like, oh, "I don't think I'll be around." He finished with just over fifty seven hundred strikeouts. He probably could have done it in a season or two, had he played forty six years, which would have been wild. So. 
you think about that and you know what it takes to go through an entire batter, right? As far as a strikeout would go, it's usually not three pitches. On average, you're probably what? At least five to six that would be an average, maybe. Yeah, five, six. So imagine, I mean, he's going to definitely have some, you know, one, two, threes and, and K a guy. 5,700 plus strikeouts. At, it's it's insane. At five plus pitches. Like, how is your arm not just like, how does your arm even work that way? It just, it boggles the mind. And the fact that he was doing it, like, like, how old are you? You're 42, right? You're turning 42 this year? Hmm. I turned 42 in October. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. So imagine two years from now, you're achieving elite things athletically. And people are like, wow. You know, it's so he had, he had, uh, he was fifth in innings pitched with 5,386. He had a 20, he played for 27 seasons. Who on earth had more innings than Nolan Ryan as a starting pitcher? That's, that is crazy. Cream soda. White was the cream soda flavor. That's what they're saying. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. We just associated yeah. with pink, but. Yeah. They probably wanted to throw a quick one at us. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely wild. It Again, as in, we all like these athletic stories. Like, I mean, what Tom Brady was able to do and how they've covered that, I think is pretty cool man in the arena. Nolan Ryan is just something else. He's always been a, f- a favorite of mine. I've got a t-shirt with his baseball card on it. I think he's super cool. I do obviously share a name. And every time I see like Ryan Express or something like that, it makes me laugh. And, you know, pretty awesome. Way to go, Nolan Ryan. Way to be super cool. and Way to be Papa to your grandkids. So, um, yeah. And, you know, speaking of baseball, I think this is like the fifth week in a row you've sent me a DM. I'm like, oh, what did what he sent me something cool? Um, it's just another uh, video of a teammate stealing a baseball in the outfield from uh, the proper person to be catching that ball. It's like this epic long game troll that you've got on me here. I don't know how many more videos exist of these things, but I have a feeling it's not ending anytime soon. Well, I think in fairness, you started it. Did you not? Uh, I didn't start anything. You yeah. stole the ball from me. No, I mean, like you started it because you didn't call for it. Um, but this particular video was pretty funny because the guy, I don't know who it was, basically was just standing there the whole time and didn't even attempt to take his hands off the hips. He just watched. Knowing that it was going to get stolen. So that was pretty yeah. great. I mean, that's 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 friendship when you already know what's about to happen. I think that's pretty cool. So it made me laugh. It's just it continuity. That's all that is. I think if the Canucks had that level of trust and continuity with each other, we'd be a better hockey team. Oh, wouldn't that be something? I mean, you know who they do trust? They do trust Kuzmenko. You saw the goal last night. Oh, I saw the non goal. The non goal. Sorry, it might. I saw the, the the filthy assist. That's what you do in like NHL 04 when you're just dumbing your friend. That like that's when you could first pull off a move like that, and you just did it because you could. You know the backup move, and then he just like switches, absolutely undresses him, goes top shelf off the cr- like. Come on, they oh, should just... have said no. We're gonna call that a goal. That was just people can't do that in real life. Thank God Garland was there with his mini stick to <laughs> to to at least finish finish that play off. But that was like ridiculous. The amount of the hands that are involved with that, the edge work, the like. 
the backwards brain. skating dangle like it was just and then to go roof like with inside of a foot was just also crazy but i don't know man that was some i think you can put up for the you can put up with the the the, the running around a little bit in the defensive zone yeah because of the things that he does right i mean yeah. And then buries a, a nice shot a little later in the game too. So yeah, ridiculous, ridiculously good hands. He's at what twenty three goals already this season? I want to say, or is it yeah. twenty six? I, I want to say it's more than that. I'll, I'll check. I'll check. Yeah, he's. We all wanted him to get traded, just because we're in you know this oh, guy. Who doesn't falling. like first round draft picks? Yeah. Well, exactly. Twenty three so, goals. Twenty three goals. Twenty four assists. Forty seven points. Not a bad pickup for free. Like yeah. making league minimum, and he's just shredding every time. He, not every time he's on the ice, but he's a lot of fun to watch. And I think, and this was something I wanted to bring up to you. I didn't put this on the rundown. So this is the year where hopefully they just absolutely blow up, do whatever they're going to do, whether it's in season, uh, off season, leading up to the uh, to the draft. Do you see that this is the only season that we have to endure? basically no. you think no. there has to be a lot more pain after this not a lot more but it's going to take at least two seasons how do they fix that decor yeah i'll give you that yeah but i mean there's, I, there's too I many think big contracts still on the book right i mean i, I just yeah, think I, th I was just gonna say i think it's just more maybe where i'm coming from is like the breaking down so like are we going to be okay with them starting to add things if however that needs to happen in, in the way we're all hoping it happens anyway. Like, is this basically like, this is the year that we're hoping to hit rock bottom. And do we want to be staying at rock bottom or what is, what's the mentality with the fan base? What's with the team? Like, are we just going to, are they going to try to part it all out and make all the big decisions and hopefully they all get done. And then we start refiguring everything out. Like, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you know that's I mean? that's the plan. That's what they want to do. Like when you say, you know, I hope it's what we're hoping all happens. Like, what do you hope happens in this season and heading into next year? Do you think that next off season they should be adding, you know, veteran bodies to to sort of complement this club, or do you think that they should be continuing to try to free up cap space? I think I think they still need to free up cap space. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying start rebuilding and putting in the the long-term pieces in place unless they're super young or draft picks. But I'm, I think I'm just trying to think you, you know what this season is already. It's an absolute lost cause. And they're realizing that they've brought in a, in a coach and Rick Tockett that clearly is taking things back to basics, which is, Oh, I love that. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. It's very humbling, I think. And I now look at this team and think, okay, our absolute worst slash best case scenario is that they do finish last, get the lottery pick and get Bedard. Maybe they don't get them, but they get second or they get third. So then you start building. And again, hopefully they add a few extra draft picks in that. So we go into next season with a new looking roster. Is it going to be more AHL guys? Are they going to bring in McDonough? Are they going to be bringing in, you know, maybe some mid-tier guys via trade with the guys they've got currently. Like, what are we going to be okay with? Are we assuming it's going to be a more exciting version of what this year is, but the same results are close? Or what's the expectation in year one after? 
I think this is. I don't know. I think regardless of what way you slice this, it's gonna it's gonna take multiple seasons. And I think we're only oh, yeah. we're only we're not even through this season, right? We still even have we still have trade deadline. We still have the off season, right? I yeah. mean the NH yeah. the NHL draft is gonna be a hotbed for 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 more possible trades. I think there's. There's lots of GMs that might feel more comfortable knowing that one more year is off the books with a guy versus, you know, trading for him midseason and having to figure out your cap space for a playoff run, right? So, right. but there's a lot of money committed for next year, like a significant amount of money committed Today, for next year. Right? Yeah, yeah. JT Miller goes up to eight mil, eight mil next year, yeah. and you have. You mean there's a lot of money sitting on your wings. Obviously, PD is your 7.3 as a center, but you have Connor Garland's at, at almost five mil. You have Anthony Bovillier is a shade over four, which they don't all sound like crazy contracts. But when you start pairing, you know, another one, Kuzmanko 5.5, um, you go a little further down the list, you got another year of, of, of Tyler Myers at six, not to mention Hughes is still sitting at 7.8. Then you got OEL sitting at 7.2. Like, another Demko deal sitting at five. You probably still have Pearson sitting there, depending on where he is from an injury replacement yeah. sitting at three. You're going to have to look at re-upping Ethan bear. Who's currently at 1.8, but what's he going to command? Maybe two, 2.5. Like, I don't think he moves the needle too much. I think you can keep him affordable. No, I think, I think he can too, but you're also going to have to pay, you know, it's not money Dermot, who makes 1.5, but like, it doesn't oh, yeah. sound like that much money when you have like, you know, say say Ethan Bear gets two, and then Travis Dermott gets one point eight. All of a sudden, you're at three. That's another three point eight million dollars that you got to commit, and you're still looking at a guy like Riley Stillman. Like, what are they going to do with Stillman, right? Uh, and that's another one point three. So it's sort of this. We're sort of back to this death by a thousand cuts thing that needs to go away. So I don't know where they're going to make. I think the 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 main area that they're going to be able to make moves is or the main area that they need to look at clearing spaces on their decor. But I don't, I don't know how they, they do that. Right. I mean, when you have three defenders making over seven mil or over six mil, and one of them only contributes to your bottom pairing and Tyler Myers, like that has to be fixed. Right. So I think there is a couple of guys, My, Myers being one of them who is, you know, going to come off the books next year, whether Biota. whether he's, whether he's traded or not, that starts to add more flexibility. I know Bo's gone, like that's a big piece of it, but I think they had need to continue to go like stay the course. I think, you know, this team is gonna lose with players like Phil Di Giuseppe and Sheldon Dries or Dries playing, you know, on important minutes on on this club. And I think for now, that's, that's okay. Right? I mean, I'd rather see yeah, I'd rather see Dries and Di Giuseppe, whose game I don't hate, if I'm being completely honest. He can but play this is my, how a rebuild happens, though. Yeah, he can play you in my bottom six. Fancy pieces. It's like every time I go into a house and if for like a renovation, people are like, oh, it's it's a real mess. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a renovation. <laughs> like nobody, nobody has like. It's not supposed to be finished. It's supposed yeah, to be functional. You know what I mean? No like crystal chandeliers when you've got walls torn open and, you know. That's why we don't. Exposed. Yeah, that's why we don't work on the bathroom and the kitchen at the same time. Like you got to have, you got to exactly. have one of these things function for your sanity. Right. So yeah, it's, they need to continue, you know, they need to continue to sort of invest themselves and develop mean players like you know, the Nils Almonds of the world and mm -hmm. Dakota Joshua, who had a heck of a game last night and, and find out what you have in a, in a, you know, a Stadnika. And 
I think you're just going to have to go by one more year at the very least before some big stuff comes off the contracts. And for the love of God, figure out what you're going to do with OEL because he's, he's, he borderline can't play at this level anymore. He's signed through to 2026, 2027. I can't believe anybody even said that's that only four more years. I can't believe anybody even said that this was a good deal when it happened. Like, it's cringing. It's cringeworthy it's, when it's, you, we've, and it's, we've talked about this. They were that close. And as I joked, like they just gave the recapture a, a new name is oh, basically like, what it was. I just, it's just, and, and to be able to, they could have just sat one more season with Erickson. That's it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to make this move. Right. And I mean, I remember everybody saying, I remember it was a know, feel good move because of how, like what happened, but realistically, as an organization. And again, there was going to, you know, it was going to hit the fan at some point, but that have they held on that one more move. I mean, it's not like it would have bought Benning and, and wise brought any more time, but that move might've been one of those things like, Hey, well, at least as bad as it was, this happened. Well, I remember cause we were saying like, okay, look that, I mean, the roster in the immediate future is going to be better, right? I mean, you got yourself a, a Connor Garland who was able to help you out. He's a solid five on five player. The defense will clearly be better with a guy like OEL sitting in it for a couple of seasons. Here we are a couple of seasons later, and now he's at the point where he just can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a couple of seasons, not worth it for $7.26 million off your cap. Like that's just, you're giving it away. Can't do anything with that. So and I mean, had, had they been patient, they had twelve million dollars. So you would have had twelve million dollars. You would have had. I mean, let's joke about it. They would have had Miller and Bow. Well, that's the thing, yeah, right? Everybody talks about the fact that they chose they chose Miller over Bow. But I mean, if they don't make this deal for OEL, then it's a non-factor. Yep, it's all hindsight, but whatever. Sure. But I guess the point that I'm getting at is, uh, even if Ryan, like in a weird world even if they wanted to start signing veterans to start augmenting this team and start supporting guys like Pedersen and, and Hughes. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they can't like, there's just no room to be able to do that. Right. So they have to continue to work to clear cap space. If cap space gets cleared at the trade deadline, phenomenal. If it happens at the draft, that's also great. Phenomenal but, cosmic power, <laughs> but you can't keep, you can't, be like, I just cleared up $5 million in cash space and then quickly go out and sign a $5 million player. Can't do that. No. You got to make room for for signing for the the stuff and the guys down the road that are clearly going to be worth it, right? Because this sure. is not the way to do it. And I think this, I'm hoping that this this regime recognizes that. But it's it's going to be at least one more tough year past this. I, I just can't, I can't see a path forward on how they get out of that. Well, I mean, I can, but it's it's all speculation. It's trades. It's releasing or you know buying out guys i think every week this conversation may ever so slightly change i mean is there a this is vancouver after all yeah yeah exactly so i think as the trade deadline looms this conversation can train can change dramatically we could maybe there is maybe they're willing to eat like i heard today uh sarah valley was on uh sportsnet this morning and he was saying that the Canucks were willing to retain like a million of, of Besser's salary. And he doesn't have a ridiculous contract. It's just, I, th- I think everybody's enamored with the idea of what Brock Besser is instead of what he actually is. Sure. There's and still potential there. Yeah. There, there is, but it's, you know, they have the guy that, in Kuzmenko that's doing all those things. 
And I mean, we'll be making just a, a hair under of what Brock's making. So if they're willing to retain a million dollars and then all of a sudden a trade becomes available, this is one of those lot, those L's we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. They're maybe they get a third round pick. Okay. That sucks in, you know, the, the optics of it. Like, man, I can't believe all we got for Brock Besser, a 20, you know, a perennial so far, 20 goal scorer is a third round pick. Well, guess what? That's what you got. However, you've now moved off of, we're going to say a liability because it isn't an asset anymore. You've now moved something away, whether you wanted to or not. And that is how this process gets going. And then maybe you have to part off something else that doesn't quite feel good. Maybe you get a fifth or a fourth round pick for, I, I don't know. And maybe you're eating, maybe you have, like maybe that other first round pick, whether it's this year or next year, is something else to move away a few pieces. It is an extra trade trade chip that they have, whether you want that to happen or not. If if trading away that other first round pick from Bo means that the Canucks can get off two contracts that are significant, like, I, I mean, I'm going to say something so stupid, but let's just say somehow... In Ryan's crazy world, like there was a an OEL and a Myers deal, and it was maybe it's a three way trade, and they get both of those guys off the books, retain maybe a little bit of salary, and they also have to throw in that other first round pick. All of a sudden, that's a huge change. Now we're not talking crazy anymore. Now we're saying, okay, there's a there is a plan. They're committed to this. Now they actually have some wiggle room to start slowly building what they're hoping they could build in the first place. So, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. The NHL in the last couple of trade deadlines has been pretty bonkers. And, I mean, it is the Canucks, and I think, you know, a lot of us hold all these moves in high regard. But, I mean, a little bit of crazy might actually go a long way. So, I, I, I mean, it's anything's possible. We've seen some pretty ridiculous deals happen it might be the Canucks turn to actually make, make one of these moves happen. Like who knows Mm -hmm. come March 3rd or 7th or whatever it is. Maybe we are laughing about this and thinking there's no way they just pulled off the coup of the, of the year. It's, it's entirely possible. If the Canucks are your average NHL team, just like an average guy, Nashville, St. Louis, and and the only way to get rid of OEL is to find yourself in a three-way. I'd say that's as likely as a regular guy finding himself in a three-way. So I can't, I just don't see how that happens. There's, there's just, I don't know who on earth is going to take that. <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but like, yeah, I think it's that. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how it happens. I think you're looking at, you're looking at 11 players on this roster. All of those guys that I just named, like they're kind of, they're, whether they're core or not, the money that they make dictates that they are. So 11 players making 65, $67 million, $66 million, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? Salary cap is salary cap is 82.5. Salary cap could change too with the whole Bally thing. You saw that, hey? I didn't. But that, but that, only, that only leaves 16, $16 million, right? $16 million. For 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 eleven more players, like that's not pretty. That's not that's not very much, right? I mean, you're looking at maybe one point five per player, and you know that you're going to sign some guys to more than two. So Bally's going bankrupt. They missed one of their uh, debt. 
whatever payments, like a $145 million debt payment that they skipped town on. And they're a huge, huge part of the NHL revenue stream. Oh, it's going to be like salary cap isn't going to be their biggest problem come uh, the off season. This is uh, with that big TV deal that the NHL has. There's there's uh, there's some problems. I think the NHL Board of Governors is having a meeting tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I saw on Twitter today. So it's not good. No, you know, so maybe the Canucks. uh Maybe the Canucks trying to free up some cap space isn't the biggest problem in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, fair Who, enough. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Super Bowl, we're not going to talk about the game itself. You and I uh, had a little debate about a pair of shoes or boots, if you will. And yeah. I showed you I showed you these red boots. I didn't actually load up a picture of them. Uh, the Astro Boy boots, as as everyone in their right mind. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I may try to find a picture of these. And Ted goes on to say that uh, the Mega Man boots are... Uh, they look like Mega Man boots, but I get that they're Astro Boy. They're, the, they're kind of the same. You, they're kind of the same. It doesn't work that way. You can't say, I get that they are. I showed you a picture of Astro Boy. I showed you another no, no, picture. No, no. You showed me, a pair of, uh, showed me a picture of a pair of boots. And then I showed you a picture of Astro Boy. And then I, I, had already, I had Mega already Man. made the Mega Man comment. They're, yeah, they're the same I, boots. What if I'm colorblind? I, I don't even care if they're if the boots are white. I don't care if the boots are black or gray. It's the boot. It's the it's the principle of the deal. You're just wrong. <laughs> That's what it is. I will take this to my grave. You can steal baseballs all you want, but don't you dare steal from Astro Boy. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Shit was overrated. I mean, I'm not saying the show was great. I'm just <laughs> saying. Just saying, if we're gonna if we're gonna go there, I, there and they're three hundred and fifty U.S. dollars to look like an idiot. Stupid. I mean, I can look like an idiot for so much less. I mean, I mm -hmm. do. I can dress way cheaper than that and look like a moron. So, um, anyway, check them out. They're kind of neat. Kind of neat. Did you see? Uh, I posted the other day the the speed skating video. I did. Well, I didn't see the the skate. I just saw you in front of the camera. Oh no! Like, there was another video. I I'm chest up. Oh, okay. I don't think I saw that one yet. Uh, Probably should just play it. Well, it's going to be tough to do that. Um, mm. You know, maybe I can make it work. I'm going to find it. That's fine. We're going to do the whole Sherry screeny thingy. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. My form was great. It was. Why didn't I not see this? I don't know. I f I swear you did. So we're going to, I'm going to load this up. I'm going to make this, we're going to, okay. I'm going to share the screen. Hold up. We're going to do this. This is going to be a big deal. Hopefully the sound works too. That would be, that would suck. We're going to do this here. Share. What, we're good. what suit are you wearing? You can see this now? Yeah, you're going to. Does that work? Are you in the blue there? At the back? I'm the big wonky dude.
So they're teaching crossovers <laughs> in the middle. And there's big stretch. Oh, oh, almost caught a almost caught an edge there. Now here's where it gets a little bit tricky. This is my daughter's friend. She just started speaking. Oh, that's cut her fingers off. <laughs> last minute, last minute call. So at the end, I'm gonna try, you know how they stick their blade out to try to like get the thing? So I tried doing that and like, oh, I'm gonna stretch. Nope, just about yard sale. So there's, again, there's me at the back. So anyway. But you didn't you didn't finish like could it could it very easily but what's that skater that speed skater and from Australia that was like way in last place and then everybody crashed and he got first. Australia. Yeah. Yeah, Australian speed skater. I can't remember. Australia, yeah, we got a speed skating team. Um watch a kangaroo, mate. So anyway, that was me, my form amazing, obviously. Um I felt that I actually did okay by my standards anyway like i'm not saying it was great but i'm actually surprised that i held up the way i did i was pretty convinced i was going to absolutely tank on that i felt one time and that was really just figuring out how you can turn on a corner with flat blades like no yeah stephen bradbury okay okay so australian former short track speed skater four-time olympian he won a thousand meter event in 2002 winter olympics after all his opponents Solid. were involved in a last corner pileup. okay that wasn't the guy that was holding in the super bowl no no different Bradbury. Different, different different fella no kidding okay different fella. so yeah it was a lot of fun i had a good time i think it looked good i yeah that's that's I should have been able to get out there with you. I'm sorry. If I, I think up. there's a chance. I know there is on family day on Monday, there is an open skate and there's a chance. I think I might be able to get out there again. <laughs> so if you guys are, if you, if you guys think Ted should be speed skating on family day, I have to be there because, because that's part of the club. And we're trying to boost the sport. I have to be there and I will be there and it'll be yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. They might even have the concession open. How ridiculous is this? Capital Center. This Would they the have another pair of adult skates? Oh, there's a few different ones. Yeah, you got smaller what feet a, than I do. What about, another, what about another unitard? We can make that also happen. A skin suit? Is that what they call it? Yeah, skin suit. Okay. Yeah, we can make it happen. I mean, you've got smaller feet than I do. You're like a 10, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could make something it's happen. It's average-sized. Uh, <laughs> uh, you tell yourself whatever you need to to make yourself feel better whatever you need to um speaking to brock besser which we weren't but we were a little while ago is it weird that we live in a world currently where luke shin whether you believe it personally or not could fetch a second round pick and brock besser we may get a third for. Mm-hmm. And this is a reality check thing. Like, what world do we live in where this is entirely possible? Like, it doesn't blow your mind a little bit. The world we live in is is salary cap parity. He just well, makes so much fun. money. He, he just makes so much money. And he's, he, even if, if Brock was delivering at a, a a, th- a three and a half million dollar valuation of 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 
what his points were. He'd yeah. be worth he'd be worth way more on the trademark, but he makes he makes too much money. But it's like, not that much money. It's just it's that he's that not much money. Six point six five million dollars. That I but mean, that's not that crazy, Ted. Ryan, it's crazy. We were just talking about the fact that OEL makes seven point two. He barely makes more money than Brock Besser. Okay, so if we're gonna take a contract out of the two of them and term, you're saying oh, that? Yeah, for sure, term. Term is way worse on OEL, but I'm just talking about the dollar value. Like, like OEL's trade is so bad because of term and value that he has negative value. Like, we'd have to give up first round picks to move. Which, probably, which probably might. two. Probably two. That's a little crazy. I don't think so. I think it is. That's as crazy as you thinking Luke Shen wasn't worth the second. I, I, I think if you did some homework on this, on what, uh, what a team has to pay another team to take on a bad contract, it's probably something like like $3 million per first rounder, maybe, 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 maybe $4 million per first rounder. So I'm, I'm betting maybe we don't have to pay two because you're getting some sort of like deal on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but do you but not it's, think it's a bad, bad, bad. Contract. You don't think though. So let's take away. Let's, let's say he's at five and a half now for Brock. Okay. You don't think that there is potential still. And you said it yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's say he goes to a Pittsburgh, for example. Sure. You don't think Brock Besser has potential to actually, I'm not saying he's going to go on a tear for the rest of his career and be a 30 plus goal scorer. Maybe he will be, maybe it's entirely possible. All he needs is just to get whatever weight is off his shoulders and just be able to think and and breathe clear again. But you're, you're saying that, that Brock has that kind of negative value. No, no, no. I'm saying OEL has negative value. I'm saying, like, I'm agreeing with you. I think a, a third, you know, I think they would be over the moon to get a second for him. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think teams don't want to play for that because, yeah, he could do well, but the risk associated with having to take on a huge contract like that isn't worth more than a third-round draft pick. I just don't think, like, it's it's huge in the sense that, yeah, that's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of what all these contracts look like, I don't think that's it's as ridiculous as it would have been like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like a six, a five and a six million dollar contract mm-hmm. for a, uh, I mean, he's consistent. We have to be honest with that. Like, as points wise, he's consistent. He may not be goals wise, but he's been pretty decent points overall. And he does bring, he does bring a lot more than maybe we give him credit for sometimes. But you're saying that that isn't worth, that isn't worth value to to any of those other teams just because of of six and a half million. Like I, yes, I'm not saying lot. it's not worth value. Like but I'm not saying that's it's, what it's, wingers it's, cost. Like that's what a scoring winger costs. Not right. The so then, ones. so then, wouldn't you want to get a scoring winger then? Because this one's not scoring. He's not scoring here. Right. So I mean, you're paying on potential, potential think, to score, potential that he might rekindle his rookie season magic. What about like a Phil Kessel? You don't think that, I mean, there was a there was a time where like, oh man, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel was a significantly better hockey player than Brock Besser. Yeah, for a, for a very long period of time, it's not even close. But before when he went to Toronto, when he went like when he was kind of slumming it or not slumming it, but where everybody was trying to figure him out, and then he really caught on after that. What What are you asking me? I'm just saying. I, I'm, 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 I don't. I don't know what you're talking about for Phil Kessel. I'm just. Yeah, a team we'll, is gonna. A, a team is gonna give up 
a higher draft pick for a guy who's known for potting 30. Sure. Not, not a, not a guy who gets paid, who gets paid $6.7 million. Who's, who's flirted with hitting 30 before. Okay. I think and what is, I'm and trying is injury to get prone and, and is, and is injury prone and is signed through for an additional two years past this season. I think like, what I'm, we're talking about, like we're t- these teams have cap space and they have a window to win. And you're gonna tie your, you're gonna hit your wagon. There's your one of your favorite terms. You're gonna hit your wagon to a guy who costs a real bear, if you will. Who who costs what a thirty plus goal scorer is 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 worth? Okay. But doesn't get you thirty and doesn't and isn't known for playing full seasons. Okay. That's a tough sell. That right. if if Brock is putting up what a six point seven million dollar winger is putting up, if Brock is putting up what Kuzmenko is putting up, then then he's sorry. Then he's then he's significantly higher value, but if Brock is putting up what what a six point seven million dollar winger is putting up, like say he's pacing right now at, at just over a point per game, mm-hmm. or 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 more, Different then story. yeah, no, I, I get that. I think I you think... get the seven, but it's not. He's he's not any of those things. So I don't. He doesn't even have the track record, Ryan. To, to I be think able my to quip on it, like and I, I think maybe we went down a little bit too far down the road. I think what I was kind of getting at, and we'll dial it back to like the Luke Shen thing, was that Luke Shen who is league minimum, like aging veteran, doesn't need to really be doing anything. He's got two Stanley Cups, and yet (laughs) his value, and I get that there's a few things in there, but it's not like like for a second-round pick, he's not even a second-pairing defenseman. Yeah. Like I, I just that's a nice complimentary piece. Yeah. Like that's it's, what I'm it's, just trying to get at like a second round pick. We're, we're talking about what it needs to take for Brock Besser to be a second round pick. And we're looking at what all the things that make Luke Shen a second round. And again, not necessarily, but that's been the rumor. It, it is interesting is what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, and again, two different positions, one, a defensive, yeah. um, you know, it, it's valued differently. And I know the Dude. scale works differently for defensemen, but it's, it's do the Canucks. Do the Canucks get a first for JT Miller? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think, but, on, like, but, but it's if different anyone wanted right? to pick I mean, him up. Yeah. But you know what JT Miller is going to get you right now. JT Miller could still score in the realm of 90 to hundred points may not hit that hundred, but he's going to on any team and maybe not this one. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jeez, what? like I hate this team sometimes, but on any team, like if you were to throw JT Miller again, well, let's use Pittsburgh again. Absolutely. He's worth a first round pick. JT Miller would be a huge compliment to that team because he doesn't have to be the, the guy everyone's relying on. Right. It's like, and I'm not, I really don't want to make this comparison, but like you look at a Marion Hosa, Marion Hosa didn't have to be the star on any of those teams where he tried to win a cup but he was a wicked compliment to every single one of those teams. And it was just terrible luck that he didn't win the first two times. Yeah. Like what, uh, what is, what does Timo Meyer make? Uh, I think probably in the ballpark of what Brock's making, because that's kind of the chip everybody's waiting for. Right. Yeah. Here, I got it here. Hang on. Seeing all these red boots. Timo Meyer. So Timo Meyer is making six mil. And he's got 31 goals. Ugh. And he, this is probably Timo Meyer gets a second for sure. Timo Meyer's getting, he's not getting a Brock Besser haul, but he's getting, he's getting. Timo Meyer probably goes for a first. If he's already at 31 goals, 
I would I would assume that he's getting a first and first and two prospects. But he's also played. He's in a different market because of what his production is. Right, and if Brock's production is where Timo's is, then I don't think it's a question. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, the problem. That's, like I said, just crazy so that we, we looked at two different markets, one for Luke Shen and one for Brock. and how One was a golden boy and the other was a reclamation project and a for, former first rounder. And now and it's... Right. And now potentially it's, get max value for yeah. the old guy and, and not... And he and, could still come back. I mean, he just, he just tells his family, listen, I want to... And maybe, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he strikes me as the kind of guy... I've never met him, but everything we hear, he does strike me as the kind of guy where he'd be willing to be traded and come back anyway. Because yeah, I maybe. Mean, clone, clone is his home. And, well, it is now. It's not like he's born here. But he can go away for a playoff run, whatever that looks like, whether it's one, two, th- you know, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk to your family. You're going to get to see them, obviously. And maybe make a run. You get value, you know, you help out the team that you're really wanting to help out. You're a team player, like what Burroughs did, like what Hanson did. And you come back and it's all good. So he just strikes me as a a kind of guy that that could happen. Yeah, it's not for everybody. That, That route doesn't work for everybody. The geographical allure, or not allure, the bonus of playing in Vancouver. Living in Kelowna, I mean, it's a hop, skip, and a jump for a flight or a drive down the Coke or whatever. All of a sudden, he goes on a playoff team. It's it's really nothing. Well, you and next I mean? year, this squad, we just talked about the fact that this is going to be a bad team next year, very, very likely. Just, mm-hmm. This team could need Luke Shen again next year. Yeah, and like I really think could. he knows that. Just like, listen, this is what we want from you next year. If you're cool with it, we'll sign you, and let's talk about numbers and get something realistic and you go try to win a cup somewhere. Hopefully we get a draft pick out of it. We help build whatever you're going to help build next season. And let's, cause this is going to be the last time he's going to get traded. It's not going to happen again. Whatever his next move after that is he's retiring. Realistically. I mean, it's like, maybe not, especially if he wins another cup, like, Oh, <laughs> maybe he just says, you know, three is a lot. Thanks a I, lot. I don't want to have to work for something anymore. And yeah. hey, unless he comes back one more year, it says one for the pinky. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's it is it is a strange it's a strange conundrum. Like so, I just want to like, what do you think? What do you think his value is? So we, people are projecting possible second, likely third. What's what's Luke Shen's value if he's a left-handed defenseman? If he well, what is he? He's a right, right? Okay, yeah. Well, I think a right side defenseman is definitely that's one more green check mark. You know yeah, what I mean? The fact that he's a righty makes him more value because it's just there's less of them available. But like what happens if he's a lefty? Is he worth like a fourth? Is he even coveted at all? Like that kind of adds to the 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 allure of Luke Shen, right? The fact that he's he is a right-handed defenseman. Those those things don't grow on trees. They're not ones with playoff experiences, ones that can play aside a good offensive defenseman like he's done a little bit of everything for this team it seems like and the fact that he's yeah. a righty a right shot demon it makes me wonder if you could even get something like a fifth or a sixth round draft pick for a guy like Kyle Burroughs who is basically just a spare spot on the squad right 
Yeah. I mean, I think that's entirely possible too. I would take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time for a fifth round pick, like those are absolute darts, right? Like you are throwing a dart into the abyss and hoping something remotely happens. And it does. Yeah. Probably like, more than it used to. Fifth rounder. Yeah. It, more than it used to. I'm sure. CeeLo started last night. Fifth, he did sixth actually. Rounder, sixth rounder. I mean, goaltenders, and those are tough to hit on too. I mean, that's pretty wild that now he's probably the guy that we're going to be talking about as the backup, potentially. Mm -hmm. And not Martin, who they signed to be the backup. <laughs> Welcome to Vancouver. We're going to be really, really high on you until we're not. And then we're going to put you through waivers, and eventually Calgary is going to get you six years from now. <laughs> which is a wild story in itself and we're the wrong show for that but holy how bad is that in calgary mm. like we yeah, talked about the leafs was it last week and now i mean looking at someone was saying like huberto and was it huberto and besser the same amount of goals or something Yeesh. Yikes. I, yeah. <laughs> that's like moment of silence please yeah i going back to martin and Silovs. i mean Silovs looked okay I mean that I only caught I think the very ending of the second and then the third, but it looks like he held his own. I mean, nothing's gonna look pretty right now with this team. Yeah, I mean he's he's very clearly an extremely athletic goaltender. Like they're not looking for wins. I mean, they're hoping for wins, but they're not looking for them. No, that's like uh that's an Ian so, Clark thing, right? I mean, he was the guy that was banging yeah. the drum for him to get in last year is but it wasn't DP uh, no, it was way different. It's not the same at all, right? Like, I don't even think, I'm pretty sure that D.P. Etter didn't have any NHL experience at that time. I think he's had a, he had some cups of coffee with the, the men's national team and stuff like that. Yeah. And Fish out of water, but, though. Yeah, that was the that was the ownership group completely screwing themselves in, in goaltender depth and how they managed it. Uh, throwing a, you know, essentially a Western leaguer or OHL Mm -hmm. goaltender to the wolves that this was not that i think i saw a bunch of that going around on twitter last night it's not it's, it's just not a non-comparable too bad he didn't play for the sudbury wolves because that would have been a great great little comment yeah there. yeah but this guy spitfires. i mean steel has had spitfires he's had a ton of experience already in the ahl mm -hmm. he's having a really solid season i mean he's played a lot with i think it was like was it latvia's national team like this guy has experience playing against men yeah. So this is this was not the same thing. Was he ready to make this start? Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's there's probably a couple of things afoot there. Like there's there's probably the idea that they wanted to reward a a prospect for for having a a quality season where there hasn't been a ton of bright lights in this goaltending. Yeah. Depth in Vancouver. There's probably you know a little bit of punishment that gets doled out to Martin and Delia for being so bad i mean this team has been really bad but they have not been any better right so i mean if it's that bad why don't you see what you have in the youngster and then maybe part of it was like hey it's just that let's see what we have in this right yeah. like can we catch lightning in a bottle that's happened many times before maybe it's them wanting to like assess their depth if a certain thatcher demko gets traded like I don't think Vancouver is going to want to make this trade for Dembo Demko if it ever was to happen, unless there was some form of depth or, 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 or a backup plan. Yeah. Somewhat. And you got to restart, you got to restart the whole process in the net. If, if you don't have anything. Yeah. And this team has been 
really, this team has been blessed with with phenomenal goaltending ever since the Luongo era started, right? Like that's, it's been a long time since we've had bad goaltending. You know so, what? And I mean, even before that, I, I think I've said this before, as bad as some of the stuff that Kluche did, he wasn't that terrible. It ended poorly, but I mean, they still yeah. went, they still had a pretty a couple pretty good playoff. I mean, if we want to call it whatever it is, yeah. but I mean, they still have the playoff runs. He was, you know, he was the goaltender for the West Coast Express years. The, on those teams, you just needed a guy to be good enough. And I don't yeah. know if he was good enough to take us. I mean, hey, the he stole the odd game. I think any good NHL goaltender can steal a game. Yeah. But, but you, but yeah, you're right. It, that was, I mean, you could probably even count that, but we went from, you know, we had Luongo and, and Schneider and, and Lack was good. And then we, we moved into to, to some really good years from Markstrom and, 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 and Ryan Miller. Like this team has been right to Thatcher Demko. Like this has been, a very good goaltending team for a, a long time. So you can't just turn anybody into like a solid starter. And I know that Ian Clark works magic, but I don't know what the plan is. If that's your yeah. goes like, they're going to have to sign a free agent from somewhere, which there's no Shesterkin. There's no, uh, Sorokin. Like there's Georgia. If there's none of those guys just sitting waiting to be plucked or, or maybe there is, I don't know, but it's not going to be somebody that's in the NHL currently, I wouldn't think, right? And then are you going to have to... There's just no succession plan, I think, is the thing, yeah. right? And I don't think that Silos is that yet either. But he's only 21, so there's lots of time for him. But this is this pro- probably just some of the... Like, a, a little bit of all of those things, right? What do you got in Silos? Let's reward him. Let's let's punish the team a little bit for, for leaving their goaltenders out to dry. Let's show the, the current starters that... Hey, if you guys are going to play with somebody else is going to play here, like I think it's all of those things just waiting for Demko to come back, right? So it was kind of a fun thing to see. I mean, yeah, I didn't, I don't think he got annihilated. I think there's maybe one or two he'd like to have back, but for the most part, that was just a lot of deflections and some weird shit well, happening, right? I mean, they had to pull the goalie because it was close. Mm-hmm. It, it was close enough. It wasn't a blowout. That game somehow got way closer than it should have. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, I mean, this isn't a blowout. And there was a, probably a thought that went through everybody's head towards the end of the game thinking, are they actually going to force overtime somehow? Are they going to get a bonus point and really, you know, throw a, a new wrench into the tank for Bedard? I think and you were kind of just hoping not. Right. And then, and then it played itself out like all good things do. And they lost, and we're all okay with that, which is so weird to say. So weird to say. Um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a PP One podcast episode without uh, an update on Andrew Crystal. Uh, he is officially back. He yeah. was off for almost six weeks, and when you're off for that long, you probably have a lot of you know thinking, a lot of downtime, even though you're training and in the gym. But when you get back, just like. You know, when you get back, Ted, I mean, once you have your surgery and everything and do a full rehab, like you, you've talked about before, like the gym and like just getting back to like being active, being busy, like your first at bat, I feel bad for the baseball. I feel bad for everyone that's in the field because you're going to want to absolutely annihilate a baseball the same way that Andrew Crystal did last night. He put up four goals. 
on his first game back, like, and two of them were, I, I did an article on Cryer there, and two of them were just stupid. Mm. It's, uh, if there's an opportunity for the Canucks to go after him and it, and that defenseman isn't there, or, I mean, I would hope they have multiple first rounds for this to be a kind of scenario because you shouldn't be going after a winger if there's a few other players available. He's having himself a season, though, and I don't know if it's just another showing of like a Cole Lind and we're going to be teased into thinking that... I don't uh, think so. It's not Cole Lind. He's, you know, he's you know much I mean. younger than Cole Lind, but yeah, I know. You know what, what I mean? mean? Well, obviously, he is much younger than Cole Lind. But you no, know what I mean? I mean? The yes. promise of that type of player, I mean, again, he's flirting with, and I don't think he's going to hit top five. That's that's some pretty prestigious territory. But I mean, if if he is on a list still and he's in the top 10 or top seven, wow. I mean, that's a season. That's tough to do. And especially in this draft where there is a lot of talent, if he's still chasing after after that, you know, being in a top 10 position. I mean, you got, you have to take notice of that. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's obviously exciting. We went to a couple of Rockets games and he wasn't there and then he comes back and pots four. Now I'm going to have to go to another Rockets game. Like he's, he's that good. He's just, he's, he's tearing apart the league right now. Um, Him and a certain other player. Um, but he he really is exciting. Like he definitely follows the the, the puck follows him around. Like mm-hmm. he's there's been a bunch of of sort of smaller Western leaguers that have come up in the last little while. Stan Coven's one of them yeah. that have just really gotten it done over the last little bit. So it'll be exciting to see where he. For, first of all, it'll be exciting to see where he finishes. I think if he'd kept his torrid pace and not got hurt, he'd probably be a shoe in top ten. So it's going to be a fight for him to get there. But I'm 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 pulling for him. It's it's exciting for sure. He it's, might be the best forward to come out of Cologne in a very long time. I agree. I agree. Definitely not the first one. We've already had that conversation. It's good times. It's good times. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of I mean, it's a lot of fun. If if you're in a market, I mean Kelowna's we're pretty fortunate to have what we've got with the Rockets and everything that's going on there. But when you get to see these guys play. And we call it for free because, I mean, it costs you nothing to get in the door. When you get to see these guys do what they're doing, I mean, for all the people that get an opportunity to see Bedard play, I mean, this is the year that he's doing some crazy stuff. Or you go and see Stankoven. I mean, every time he'd come to Kelowna, you had to pay attention. Or when we would see, back in the day, Brent Seabrook, or when we had Shea Weber, or when there was... Like, there, there have been a lot of guys that have come through here that either as an opponent or... Hunter Shankarik was a great example. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, he was. That's but... actually a really good comparison because Shankarik was an amazing WHLer, right? I mean, the smaller guy. I don't think he had the same flair, though. I don't think he was at. He was he up was, there. He, he was, was up pretty there. Freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's recency bias, but you're right. He was. I would definitely made sure I tried. I tried seeing him in the lineup. I think he was injured when he came through with Medicine Hat. So mm. anyway. Uh, Great on Crystal. We're still working on trying to get that little uh, interview with him, and I'm sure it'll come soon enough. Um, Ted, we're going into a long weekend. We've both earned it. I'm assuming you have anyway. I know I've earned it. And all I can think about is like the Canucks versus Flyers this weekend. It's going to be the pinnacle of my week. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's really <laughs> not. 
It's really not. Um, any big plans for yourself? Doing anything fun? Skiing? Uh, I am stoked because we made a, a ratio donut order last night. Tomorrow. So for tomorrow. Yeah. So for tomorrow, we're picking up ratio donuts in Vernon. Oh, man. I got myself a Brian Martin, which I believe is like a mer- maple bourbon barrel bacon donut. I think I've had that one because I just said, yeah, I'll... I didn't know enough about it. I'm like, well, it looks it looks like I need to get that one. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So stoked about good that. For you. Good for you. We might do so there's a 350 bakery down on Bernard there. Have you been there? No, I haven't. So they are like the low key version of the same thing of ratio. Okay. So we try to go there like we try every Saturday anyway and get like our family six donuts. Uh Kinsey, our youngest, she's gluten free, so we she gets her macaroons and whatever. But their donuts are just as lethal because they do the maple bacon. They've got an espresso, uh, espresso, you know, covered whatever. Um, and then they've got the uh, two like salted caramel fritter, regular apple fritter. They've got some pretty messed up stuff there. So um, it's by your by Mad Mangoes. It's pretty close. I'll have to check it out next time. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There's, so a, that's... there's another one like down by the airport. Something, something donkey. I can't remember. Yeah, they're new. Good, they're new. Yeah. So, yeah. Support your local bakery because who doesn't love donuts and pastries? Who doesn't love them? They're great. I think that's it, man. I think that's it. This has been a good one. I've been waiting to talk to you face to face via the internet. <laughs> and I, I, I quite enjoyed our time together. This has been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, as always. And we didn't argue once. Mm-hmm. No one no one raised their voice. We didn't disagree at all. It was great. So make sure you follow us on our, our socials. We're not gonna get through them. You know, there's we if it's on if it's a social media account, we have one. We don't have a TikTok, so I guess that's the only one. But make sure you go check us out on Crier. We're gonna have uh, some some content going throughout the week. And uh, yeah, things things are growing here. We got some special surprises uh, coming very, 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 very soon. And uh, maybe we'll have like a, wouldn't that be cool if we had like our own beer? We don't, but wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. That just feels like something that it would be cool to have. Maybe we can work with like, maybe, you know, Copper Brewing, maybe they want to partner with us. They do stuff like that. I think we can make that happen. People on podcast Pilsner. The PP the P Pilsner one. Like That's, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound bad. It it doesn't quite ring. I'm gonna have to work I'm gonna have to work with some people on that one. So um on behalf of Ted, I am Ryan. This is the PP1 podcast. Two good looking dudes talking hockey, talking about red boots. Have a wonderful evening, have a great long weekend. Go Canucks, go. Tank for Bedard. Peace out. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here, like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts, like they say at the end of all of these ads. It's podcasting. Why are we doing ads? 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.